This is episode 86 with me, Brett Robbo. G'day legends and welcome to Your Life of Impact, where we connect with world-class athletes and coaches, health experts and enthusiasts, inspiring entrepreneurs and community leaders, all to teach you how to tap into your inner excellence. I'm your host, Brett Robbo, and I'm extremely grateful you're joining us today on your impactful journey. Yeah. Woo. Sorry if I'm a little bit puffy. I actually wasn't planning on starting this episode like this, but while I was setting up the microphone and everything to record, I put my headphones in, I put on one of my favorite songs, and I've just been dancing around like nobody's watching. And I can't guarantee that nobody is watching because we have big glass doors overlooking the canal and there's houses on the other side. So they probably saw a bit of my crappy, crazy dancing going on. But when there's a party in my head, I feel like I'm, I was going to say Michael Jackson. I don't feel like I'm Michael Jackson, but I just feel like I can dance and I love it. (laughs) So, hello. What a gift. What a gift life is. As you guys all know, you regular listeners, I'm an optimistic lover of life. That's my choice. Some people choose pessimism. That's their choice. Now, I'm only 32 years old, but I believe there's many different aspects to life that are overlooked in general society that help us as humans thrive. And I also believe that we've created a world that we think makes things easier, but I reckon it actually takes away, a lot of things take away from how humans are designed to adapt and thrive. I'm always intrigued but never now surprised how many of the answers we're looking for in our lives come back to the foundations of what it is to be a human. Things like the food we eat, the thoughts we have, the movement we do or don't do, the environmental toxins we're exposing ourselves to, how we breathe, how often we're in nature, the distractions that consume us, the people we surround ourselves with, all these things that make us who we are, how we feel, what our life is like. Most of you have probably heard about the biohacking world, learning how to hack your biology to boost brain power, increase energy, live longer, make you smarter, fitter, stronger, all the things that we want. And I've been sucked into that world before, trialing different programs, supplements, nootropics, and different biohacks. But what I keep referring back to and operate best with is the fundamentals. The fundamentals that I believe is cracking the code of life. Because I also believe that's part of our mission on this planet, to crack the code and not just survive, but thrive. So I thought I'd do a few short episodes highlighting my beliefs on part of what I've found to be the code that I need to crack and part of the code that I believe can be involved 
in most humans' lives. And another reason to try this style of episode occasionally is because I recently received feedback from the episode I did, number 83. I got feedback from a few listeners when I talked about how I developed belief and from putting in the hard work and trying and failing to develop that belief in my life or choosing to grow from being beaten and bullied and experiencing tough adversities as opposed to letting those experiences hold me back. And some of the feedback I received from you guys was that it was the most important episode I've released as it shines some light on the reality of progression in one's life and so you can all start to explore and strengthen your own belief. So in a different kind of way, but with the same intent to provide value, which is what this podcast is all about, providing value, I'm trialing some episodes like this occasionally. Before I dive into the first part of this, I guess we can call it a series, I don't know how many I'm going to do, but we'll see what the feedback is like. Before I dive in, I do want to say back to that biohacking world, they're actually doing some awesome things for the human race with the biohacking. There's some groundbreaking research and supplements and natural remedies that are not overstimulating the human but are helping them thrive. But just the whole marketing aspect of biohacking has made it, well, a bit of a confusing world. On top of this, each of us humans are so different internally from a genetic makeup in every way that a strategy that might be good for me is not necessarily going to a agree with you and vice versa. And on that topic of gene differences, if you haven't explored the world of epigenetics and got an understanding of how much we can change our gene expressions all through our life and the fact that because previous generations in your family had a disease, it doesn't mean that you can't change your epigenetic expression, then I suggest you start checking out that abundantly intriguing rabbit hole. Actually, I'll try and get an expert on for an episode that can simplify it all for us because it's it's a profound space that we should explore. <laughs> wow, just that little comment there reminds me how deep we could go with this cracking the code aspect. But like I said, I just want to do some short episodes on different topics of my beliefs and how they've been shaped and let you make your choices and decisions based around your values and beliefs your molding beliefs, and just to get you thinking a bit differently, really, as always, because we all know that our thoughts lead to how we feel, leading to what actions we do or don't take in our lives, leading us either toward our goals and visions or away from them. So, cracking the code. By the way, I don't believe there is one code, but... I believe I've asked enough people, enough questions, and also read enough books, autobiographies, listened to enough podcasts that I truly understand a resonating message from those who are living most congruently. There's the start of it right there, actually. I believe cracking the code of life is about alignment or congruency, living in alignment with your true core values and nourishing all key areas of your life, not just a few of them. But that's actually not what I'm going to talk about on this episode. I'll unpack that another time because I've highlighted those aspects plenty throughout this podcasting journey. But what are some other areas that are overlooked 
that we can all tap into to help with this, that also enhance our health and wellness at a physiological level, improving our hormone balance and giving us purpose and direction. Well, the first of those things that I want to discuss is kindness. Actually, before I carry on, I'm going to steal Tim Ferriss's line here. I'm not a doctor and I don't pretend to play one on the internet. And what I mean by that is what I say is just my beliefs. If you have medical conditions, you should consider seeing a medical professional. Don't just take Brett Robbo's words as medicine if you need medical support. Okay, so as most of you would know, there's a certain woman in Australia that I'm blessed to call a mate that I believe is alive due to kindness, Kath Cashel. She created the Kindness Factory after realizing that kindness was an addictive trait to give and receive and went about doing her small acts of kindness, even when faced with life challenges and adversities that would break most of us. Actually, they literally broke her a couple of times when she broke her back twice, only to pull through with strength, courage, and kindness. So why do I believe Kath is literally alive due to kindness? A few reasons. And one is because I look at what it means to choose to be kind, what it does to the chemicals in your body, and what states you aren't choosing to be in when you're choosing to be kind. So through my life university, <laughs> meaning my living my life and calling that my, my study, uh, meaning the material I consume to enhance my personal and professional development. So once again, podcasts, audiobooks, journals, documentaries. Through all this, I'm consistently exposed to studies that are coming out about the direct link to our emotions and the hormone balance in the body. And our thoughts, how our thoughts are directly fueling this is super interesting. But that'll be another episode of Cracking the Code of Life. And I can't wait to dive into that, actually. But I know, <clears throat> actually, I believe that the energetic conditions or emotional states we choose to put ourselves in are either helping our health or hindering our health. So on top of all this, when Kath chose kindness instead of resentment or anger or frustration... She chose not to be a victim of her circumstances and chose optimism over pessimism. She chose to stimulate her helpful hormones and minimize her unhelpful and stress hormones. She chose to spend time on the things she could control instead of on the things that she couldn't control. Now, to back all this up, I started looking into the work of Dr. David Hamilton, who has a PhD in organic chemistry and he spent four years in the pharmaceutical industry developing drugs for cardiovascular disease and cancer. He was so inspired by the placebo effect in his line of work that he left the industry to write books and educate people in how they can harness their mind and emotions to improve their health. So I'm just reading out this. I'm definitely going to try and get Dr. David Hamilton onto the podcast because it deeply intrigues me when I come across doctors who have chosen to leave their fields and move into areas of functional medicine or the like because they realize how limited they are in the pharmaceutical and prescriptive world. 
But one of the things he's pointed out with research-backed evidence is that kindness can boost the immune system. I want to read you this blog from him that aligns with my beliefs and it will help you think a bit differently about kindness. It's actually titled, The Opposite of Stress. Everybody knows what stress feels like. We also know what it feels like when we are kind, when someone is kind to us, or even when we witness kindness. The feelings are opposite. Most of the effects inside the body are the opposite too. Feelings of stress generate stress hormones in the brain and body, like cortisol and adrenaline. Feelings of kindness generate oxytocin and nitric oxide. And in brackets, he says, I affectionately call them molecules of kindness. Stress creates tension in the nervous system, pushing it into fight or flight. Kindness relaxes the nervous system, guiding it into rest and relax. Stress increases blood pressure. Kindness reduces it. Feelings of stress generate free radicals and inflammation in the arteries and immune system, which can eventually lead to cardiovascular disease. Feelings of kindness reduce free radicals in the arteries and immune system. Kindness is, in fact, cardioprotective, so it protects the cardiovascular system. Stress weakens the immune system. Kindness boosts it. Stress makes us unhappy. Kindness makes us happy. Stress is linked with depression. Kindness is protective towards depression. And just to top it off, while stress speeds up aging, kindness slows aging. And then there's another section of this blog and this article from the doctor, and he talks about going into the science of it. And so he dives into each of those little areas and talking about activity of the sympathetic nervous system and parasympathetic nervous system and going into some areas of that. But part of, I just want to read a couple of parts of those. So into the science part. Kindness and compassion increase vagal tone, which is a measure of parasympathetic activity. So if you don't know much about the vagus nerve and vagal tone, you'll hear, so I'll be getting Carl, our functional medicine practitioner on, and you'll be hearing us talk about that a lot more. It plays a big part in our in our health. Uh, some other parts of the article, stress can have a long-term negative effect on the immune system. Kindness, on the other hand, explains the Mother Teresa effect. So this is from research that showed that the immune systems of volunteers were boosted when they watched a video of Mother Teresa of Calcutta performing acts of kindness. So lots of different things in here about the, uh, the differences between stress and kindness and the science behind it. What surprises many people is that kindness slows aging. It's pretty obvious, really, when you really think about it. It's common knowledge that stress speeds up aging. We're all familiar with the tales of people whose hair went white. Sorry, with, with the tales of people whose hair went white rapidly once they began a stressful job. Stress causes oxidative stress. And this is what happens when free radicals wreak havoc. And it causes inflammation, which accelerates aging of the heart and arteries, immune system, joints, muscles, hair, skin, brain, pretty much the whole body. Kindness slows aging in a few ways. Indirectly, simply through sparing ourselves stress, we spare ourselves some of those effects. But more directly, the products of kindness, so oxytocin, nitric oxide, and increased vagal tone, 
they actively slow internal processes of aging, like oxidative stress in the skin, muscles, arteries, and immune system. Some research, for example, has shown a substantial reduction in oxidative stress in muscles and skin when there's plenty of oxytocin around. And here's the thing, he says, you can't get oxytocin from diet. You can't eat it or drink it. The only way to get it is to make it internally. And we make oxytocin through how we think, feel, and behave. When our thinking, our feelings, and our behavior towards others and towards animals is kind, yes, kindness towards animals boosts oxytocin as well, then it's like we turn on an oxytocin tap inside our bodies, giving us much of these side effects. And he goes on to say, you don't need to do something huge for it to qualify as a kind act. Simple gestures count too. Even a kind thought about someone that results in a smile on your own face is you being kind. You don't even need to give it much thought at all. Just be kind. He's also got plenty of other articles and dives into deeper science behind it all and references dozens of studies. Just this quick one that I want to talk about is uh, from the HeartMath Institute, which I'm accredited with. So that's who I did my recent breathing training and emotional intelligence accreditation with. And they have decades of research in many different areas. And what they did was ask volunteers to cultivate feelings of care and compassion for just five minutes. And what they found was from the tests, they received an immune boost with SIGA levels increasing by around 50% and staying elevated for some time. So these SIGA levels are found in the saliva and what they show is they're a great indication of overall immune function. But I'm going to leave it at that. There's lots of studies also showing how stressful actions and states are raising all the unhelpful and stressful hormones that suppress the immune system. There's lots of evidence in the way that they test this. So that's just a few examples that are backed by science and evidence and doctors that have shifted away from pharmaceutical prescriptions of why I believe kindness is part of the code of life that we're all here to crack. Too often we look past the small things in life that can actually be the foundations we need to consistently implement before the bigger pieces of the puzzle can play their part. And to link back to Kath, we had her as a special guest in a couple of our mental strength training online programs and one of the guests asked her this question. They said, We've heard Robbo mention a few times on the podcast that he believes you're literally alive because of kindness. I can definitely understand where he's coming from after hearing your story and following your journey. But my question is, do you believe this? Do you believe kindness has helped you survive? And these were Kath's words for her response. She said, yeah, that's a really good question because up until Robbo actually phrased it that way, I never articulated it that way myself. I do believe that I am alive because of kindness. I do believe that it played a huge part in guiding my spirit or keeping my spirit alive when I was facing many of the challenges that I did face over the past six years. So yes, I do believe it. So Kath then went on to discuss some acts of kindness that 
she was on the receiving end of and remembered how it felt and that being they were like a driver for her to want to do that for others. So it's reciprocal, like we heard in the research. But for you guys listening, for me, for all of us, we don't have to experience broken backs, suicide, tumors, and all these adversities and challenges before we invest into the health benefits of kindness. Take a different look at what it is to be a human and understand how kindness fuels you physiologically. Trial it today and see if you can use it as a tool for your personal growth. I dare you. As this is the first of these types of episodes I'm playing around with, I'd love to hear your feedback. Do you want to hear more of them? It doesn't necessarily have to be me reading articles. Uh, Do you want to hear more of them or are you not interested in hearing my beliefs in this space and would just prefer to hear guests talk about it? Or are you the person who gave me a two-star review on iTunes and you're not actually interested in any of my content at all? (laughs) So to help you keep accountable... Sorry, to help keep you accountable to your kindness and your health, don't forget to jump onto kindnessfactory.com and log some of your acts of kindness and help Kath and the Kindness Factory get to the one million acts of kindness that they're aiming for. Also, don't forget we have the Facebook group where we're sharing some kindness actually and keeping a friendly community connected. Come and join us at Your Life of Impact podcast community in the Facebook group sections. We've also got the impact journey happening and depending on when you're listening to this will depend on what structure our other programs have taken and also our other events. So jump on to yourlifeofimpact.com and check it all out there. And as always, remember, this is your life journey, your life of impact.